I can only imagine. Ooh, I can only imagine. <laughs> Every time that shit came on, I just wanted to fucking die. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Two Dollars Sake, a pro wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Varnum. Joining me today, as always, it's Cookie. What up? What up? It's Big Mike. Yeah, I got the headset on today. Feel important. Straight off the uh, the what? What is it? The deadliest catch boat. Bear. Yeah, you look you're looking like a uh like a You're making fun of my beanie, my cap, my yeah, you're looking like a New England uh fisherman at this point. <laughs> hey Tolbert, hey, don't let him talk shit. He's wearing the same shirt he wore last week. He is. It's clean. Ooh. I washed it. <laughs> I definitely I threw it in the load last night. He's wearing the same thing I've seen him wear for like six months now. Yeah, for Aaron, a year. Aaron's rugby shorts, yeah, just like rugby and, shorts, uh, wrestling shirt. t-shirt. What's wrong with that? It is a very, <laughs> a, a, a very comfortable time here in American's history. <laughs> yeah, I, so it is a, uh, it, it's ten o'clock on a Saturday morning. Can I say uh, I love recording at this time? At ten in the morning, we're fresh. It's we're, Saturday. Uh, I got the whole yeah. weekend to look ahead to. I don't have to go to work after this. I'm not like yeah. dreading having to come here at six o'clock on a Sunday. That can be a little tough sometimes. But we have to. We have to. You know, massage the schedule a little bit. We have to make sure that everybody is represented here on the podcast. To, to be fair, I mean, we're at 96. Can you believe that? 96 times we've been able to coordinate with people to get together. That's crazy. It's rare in these these days and times. To talk about professional wrestling. It's honestly like... To nobody. It's honestly like 90 more than I thought we'd get. <laughs> you thought we would just do six episodes? I thought it would fizzle. Six. <laughs> kind of like our, our listenership just fizzles. I don't know, man. We, we are getting DMs all the time on Twitter now. We got a DM this week, yeah. We did. We got a DM from another wrestling podcast. Uh, who would have thought there was more wrestling podcasts out there? Who would have thought? Everybody. Everybody's got a fucking <laughs> podcast now. Yeah, but nobody's got 96 episodes. Or not everybody has 96 episodes. Uh, there, there are some people with more than 96 episodes. Yeah. But we, we're we not one of those yet. Well, this is 96. That, right. So not yet. So not until Tuesday, but we have 96 episodes. This we, is. We also 96. have the bachelor party special. So, I mean, that should count as something. Yeah. Jasmine was very confused. Uh, she was like looking at the rundown on her phone and she's like, you guys have 98 episodes. And I'm like, technically, yes. But on paper, but. it's it's only 96. She's like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm like, there was two specials in there there was a bachelor party special mm, which, which i hardly remember so it doesn't really count because you're here tolbert here, here. <laughs> i barely remember it we should have counted that i remember that. terry funk blew up that's what i remember <laughs> <laughs> terry funk blew up but he that we were able to reassemble him for more wrestling matches we got him more uh time in the ring after that uh and then there was that christmas I love special that Christmas. We had so much good content. The, this this last, quarantine Christmas, not as good, but well, quarantine <laughs> Christmas is a little different for us. It, it is a different time for, for we can't get together. We can't have fun. Cookie lives in another time zone. Yeah, time not zone. yet. Not yet. Maybe. Cookie, did you have your interview this week? Nope. It's uh, not next week, but the week after it's the 24th. 
Do they keep pushing it back, or are you pushing it back? Or <laughs> no, it was always on the twenty fourth. It's never changed. On the twenty. Did you ask off that day, or are you going to be taking calls in during the meeting? Oh, I'm going to ask off. I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to ask off. Well, everyone knows about it already. I just need to formally do it. Uh, you mean everybody because they listened to the podcast last week, or everybody because? They- <laughs> <laughs> because. They no, like, I don't dare tell anyone about and they're like, the podcast. You, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You're like, I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> sir, put your penis head. back in your pants. What you say? Put your dick uh, on the Cookie, what what'd you have going on this week? Um, Nothing crazy, man. I, uh, I went out to a bar recently. I haven't done this in a while, but like just going out to a bar. Oh, don't worry. Protocols, protocols, yeah, man. Cookie, don't worry. I wore my got really worried. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in a bar every single yeah, day of my life. One, it's not like Tolberton a bar. Two, you live in Charlotte and you're on a computer. And Aaron was worried. <laughs> I'm worried about your safety, Cookie. Yeah. <laughs> it's disproportionately affecting the black race. Oh, Jesus. It is. <laughs> that is not a lie. You could say underserved communities. I, I am going by what I read in the New York Times. You can't say that with the Doom shirt on. <laughs> well, one of the guys in Doom had COVID and got it pretty bad. Thank you very much. Ron Simmons. I hope Ron Simmons comes and finds you. I don't hit you because Ron Simmons is still terrifying. Absolutely. I but anyway, like cutting Ron Simmons in line at like Casey's buffet or something like that. Damn. And then he like comes and kicks your ass. <laughs> Why at Casey buffet? I was, I was thinking of buffet. Uh huh. That's the only buffet. What I could you think of. said oh, yeah. was worse <laughs> than what I said. <laughs> the soul food restaurant with chitlins. <laughs> Anything else, Cookie? No. Mm, no, not that I can think of. Nothing crazy. God damn it! But I gotta think about it. Let me think about it. Go to someone else. Tolbert. Man, I, I'm. I got an early start on spring cleaning this week. I'm just so doing how many projects you were able to get through. Two bongs. <laughs> I did clean my bongs. <laughs> get my life back together. Some people yeah. like some people clean their AR-15s. You clean your weapon. Well, it was it was packed away, in, which in, is a roar storage shed. It was looking a little shabby, and I, I was mean, cleaning stuff. You should probably clean your bunghole more than once a year. Your your bunghole is that is that what it's called? Oh. Uh, no, it's a know. butthole reference, Aaron. I know, but like, why would you call up? Because it was a fucking terrible joke. A I'm a dad. Hole? I'm a dad. I'm going to make Did that you, joke. But you said bunghole. You should have said bonghole. Oh, I tried to say it like Tolbert forgot the word last week in his thing. So. Did he say bunghole last week? No. God, fuck you. Dude. But anyway, it's very hard to say, man. I don't know. It was a good week. House is nice. I, I wall, mount, wall mounted my surfboard. So it's out of the way. Okay. And good. Not, yeah. Not yeah. getting stolen. Not, getting not stolen. inside a car. <laughs> yeah. Overnight. Yeah. In a neighborhood known Katie, for Katie crime. lets you wall mount the surfboard. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I can I can hang a thing or two, Mike. No, I meant like just the he, decor. He acts oh, like yeah, he yeah, wears yeah. the pants in the relationship, <laughs> but he does not wear the pants in the relationship. No, it's uh it's in the office. It's these okay. nice the wood office. grain surfboard racks. It's very classy. Yeah, it almost displays it as a, a piece of art almost. And it doesn't smell like a piece of art. I can tell you that. <laughs> wax? Do you do you sex wax for your board? I do not use the brand sex wax. I usually use uh, sticky bumps as my wax of choice. I thought Just that because was, that's it's everywhere. That's the wax you use. When I was a kid, sex wax was the funniest the, thing. It was. They had the t-shirts and yeah. shit like that. Yeah. So no sex wax. No sex wax. All right. Every once in a while. Anything else, Tolbert? Nah, bra. <laughs> <laughs> What? Boo. 
What did you do this week? What did I do this week? I did nothing. I worked. I'm biding my time before I can grab my shaft and swing it really hard on that golf club. <laughs> it's I still bought. waiting on that shaft. It's still getting polished. <laughs> you have no idea how excited I am. About your shaft. About the golf club, yeah. We're all a little bit excited about Mike's shaft this week. Yeah. I mean, I essentially bought a PlayStation 5, but a golf club. So I really. You paid $500 for that? <laughs> Yeah, you paid five hundred dollars for a piece of carbon. Well, not just the shaft, but the uh, the club too. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck? Why is this such a big deal? Five hundred dollars. How much is your camera shit? I don't pay for my camera shit. (laughs) It's subsidized through work, dude. I it's what I do. This is what I I like to do. How much was your surfboard, Tolbert? Uh, the first one. The one that's no longer with us. <laughs> the one I, I wall mounted this week was seven twenty five. Yeah, so fuck you, Aaron. All right, all right. We should have had. I I I feel like it's for craftsmanship. You're you're investing in a in a piece just like yeah. uh, my board. I display as an art piece. Yeah, Mike's a lot of R and D. A lot of R and D. A lot of. Uh, a lot How much of looks. did you spend on your bong? That bong actually got a pretty good discount on, and that's why I bought it. What's what was the discount? It was a hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a hundred dollar discount as well. It was a two hundred dollar bong. Yeah. Am I just learning how economics yeah. works? Aaron, how much did you pay for that fucking Randy Savage over there? Not much. WCW sign. Two hundred dollars. Yeah. yeah. So fuck off. You don't even like the WCW sign up. You don't even use I, it. I'm gonna light it up right now. Watch, it's not plugged in. He's giving a shit. He's got a, a two hundred dollar W. It's not plugged in. It's, <laughs> it's not plugged get in. It now. Well, it's he, not plugged in. He needed room on the power strip. I, I did. I mean, I don't even know where I. You know, fuck it. We're not going to have it on right now. We are. Bring <laughs> it on. We're going to plug it in. Jasmine thinks it's tacky. Aaron, Aaron, I don't know why he thinks it's tacky. For a sign <laughs> that he has to plug in. Unless you pay for God, it's so bright. So let's let's not talk about frivolous <laughs> spending, okay? How, how, if you went through his wardrobe and, and tallied up the amount of one-off of Instagram, Instagram t-shirts, t-shirts, yes, you've got, so you got at least 500 in there. Uh, yeah. Any of your fence, some of them were gifted to me and I have some pretty sweet ones in my closet too. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't judge me on my shit. I told you I had some gambling winnings that helped subsidize the cost of that. Okay. Thing. All right. Well, I, I get it now. I, I understand the economics of, of hobbies. It, it is definitely <laughs> something that I never really considered here on the podcast. Wait, yes, Cookie. Mikey, Mikey you used the Royal Rumble money for that for that golf club. Oh no, the Royal Rumble money didn't cover that. That covered the fitting. Uh-oh. Uh, Bianca Belair <laughs> covered the fitting cost. Bianca Belair. Hmm. No, I used I used my uh, my NFL pool pick him. I came in first place, so I got three hundred and fifty bucks for that. There you go. So so yesterday, it's been rainy this week here in Wilmington. It's been, so shitty. It's been very yeah. dreary. It, it, like we're gonna talk Seattle. about the weather in a little bit. Same. It's been depressing. depressing. Uh, Jasmine yesterday, she has been following. There is a Hawaiian lady on YouTube that she watches week after week. She's a cook and uh, she likes to go out, catch her own food, bring it back, clean it, do what she needs to do, makes very good traditional Hawaiian dishes. Um, Last week, there was one called crab ravioli. And Jasmine decided to make her own crab ravioli yesterday by hand everything from scratch sounds delicious uh she went to the store got us some crab i boiled it she picked it for a couple hours 
I gave my dad a call and I'm like, yeah, so what do I need to do to boil the crab? He's like, what the hell are you doing? You just, <laughs> just get a, a can of the back fin that they, they already pick for you. And it was just this frustrating thing. I'm like, Jasmine, hold on, Dad. Jasmine just wants to, like, relax and go through it. He's like, you ain't going to get that much meat out of them crabs. There's this thing called opportunity cost. Yeah. It's, wor- it's worth the money just to buy the meat. I agree. I agree at this point. She enjoyed it. I had to go do filming last night, so I left her to her vices or her devices as she was picking the crab. Her crab vices. Her vices. <laughs> her crab vices. She, her vices are crabs. Shellfish, man. Can't I come back and it looked like an explosion happened in my house. There was powder everywhere. There was flour all over my. I found flour in places that I didn't know that there was oh, this flour. Is like, this is like a shark ketchup incident. Oh, it was bad. We all know how Aaron is about his. Uh, his areas my domicile <laughs> i'm a messy person okay i'm a messy person but i'm a clean person i i value you are the cleanest messiest person i've ever met there you go all Thank of you. his mess is clean it yeah. is clean. yeah it, it makes no sense it's stuff, this, this place clean is stuff. an anomaly it really is he has a lot of stuff but it's all clean <laughs> it's clean stuff i feel that 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 hygiene is very important. I come home and she's like, I know you're going to be really mad. I'm like, I'm, I wasn't mad. I was just like, oh, oh, God, there's so much. It's not an anger thing. It's more of an anxiety thing. Yeah. So then we, we cue the, the Revenge of the Nerds 1980s like montage music. And we cleaned up the kitchen for an hour yesterday. It, it looks good. The ravioli was very delicious. Uh, her father made lobster and um uh, uh, scallop. Uh, what what is the cheese sauce? Alfredo. It was very tasty. We we had a delicious meal last night as a family. So that's my week. Anything else? No, no, I don't. I don't think so, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting ready for Valentine's Day. Oh fuck! Tomorrow's Valentine's it Day. It is. It is. Yeah. You haven't uh, thought I'm about that yet. I'm actually gonna go procure some shellfish myself when I leave here, or attempt to. Anyway, where are you gonna go? I'm going to go to Costco on a fucking Saturday. Costco on a Saturday. Why don't you just go see you? That's rough. Um, you're trying to get like... You got cheaper prices uh, for the... Do you know what sucks? Jasmine has given me two moratoriums on places I cannot buy Valentine's Day gifts for her. What, Walmart? That is one Walmart? of them. <laughs> yep, yep, that is one. And the second one being the shitty kitty food lion. Um, so... We, That's we have pretty walked- much the only two places he shops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, you cannot buy me Valentine's gifts from either of these places. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Those are my two go to's. Are you going to give her gifts like you give us? And it's like a, a pint of some alcohol and a wrestling action figure. <laughs> Just put it in a red bag. What's wrong with <laughs> no, no, I would love that. See, hey, you know what? She didn't say you couldn't go to Rose's. Oh, <laughs> oh, see, this is going to air two <laughs> after, days after <laughs> Valentine's Day. You can walk to Roses. I will say that I did get her a chaffle, a, a waffle, mini waffle maker, right? She is in, she's into the keto diet right now. And she likes these things called chaffles, which are just waffles made out of cheese and they're low carb and they're tasty. Sounds amazing. Yeah. It's it, all it is, is like cheese and almond flour. So I got her a chaffle book. And a chaffle maker, <laughs> so we are gonna have some chaffles. I really like saying chaffles. 
Cookie, you That's ever had a chaffle? <laughs> Never had a chaffle, bro. I have no clue what the hell that is until today. You too good for a chaffle? No, I'll eat a chaffle. I'll try it out. It's I'll try anything. <laughs> All right. So last week we started uh, Black History Month here on the podcast. Only one of us is black here on the podcast. So he um, actually told us and, and informed us. We got a little serious for a little bit. It ended up being a very good episode, I feel like. And we were able to kind of explore what representation was in the professional wrestling business, especially in the 90s, where it was a little bit off. Um, So this week, I was talking to Cookie. Cookie helped me kind of figure out who we wanted to talk about this week. It was a little bit tougher uh, to, to find phenomenal matches with this guy. They're all over the the wrestling networks, but it was a little tough to find them on YouTube and the network or YouTube and uh, daily motion, daily motion, which is our, which is my uh, WWE network. I think there's better stuff on YouTube and daily motion than on the network. Probably. Yeah. Uh, And just in general, in general, encompassing, you get to see more of an eclectic mix of wrestling. Right. So last week we talked about butchery, butchery, big dude. This week, I kind of wanted to talk about a, uh, more of a dark meat baby face. <laughs> Jesus, Karen. Does that not work? He, there's a white meat baby face. He's going to have to do so much editing this week. <laughs> He's going to be like, damn it. <laughs> All right, so this week we're going to talk about two called Scorpio. He, talk, talk to Jasmine about that and see what she thinks. <laughs> What'd you say, Cookie? Talk to Jasmine about that line and see what she thinks. Oh, so see, Jasmine wants to see me fail a lot. So she, she allows me to just go out there. She's still mad about him out blacking her earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she's she's got to bring him back down a few yeah, so pegs. Don't talk about, don't talk to Jasmine. Talk to Jasmine's dad about that line. Jasmine's dad's the same way. Like he, he and I will talk about music and wrestling, but he wants me to fall on my face and get embarrassed. So. Uh, he, he said some things to me that I'm like, oh, excuse me. Sorry, sir. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, we, um, we're talking about Two Cold Scorpio this week. Two Cold Scorpio, uh, a very instrumental in my childhood. I remember him being like one of the first people to do a 450 splash, to, to one of the first people to really do a really good moonsault in my memory, right? So, like, as a child, I got to see this guy, um, a, a younger black male, doing all these things, being very good in the ring. And it was something that, that was, it always stood out to me. His, his character, maybe not as fun and as um, charismatic as somebody like the rock, because they never pushed him that much. He was always very athletic. He was always a very good professional wrestler. Uh, so we're talking about two called Scorpio this week. Cookie, what did you know about mm-hmm. two called Scorpio before this week? I'm glad you asked that, Aaron. I was just thinking about this. I was like, when was the first time I saw Two Cold Scorpio? And it was in the late 90s in the WWF as the job squad. Like, yep. He was a part of the job squad. Yeah. He he was the athletic guy in the bunch, but, I mean, he was surrounded by, I mean, it's no offense, but he was surrounded by Gilbert and fucking Al Snow and Bob Holly, who can, I mean, they can all work, I'm sure, but, like, you know, Two Cold, he's a one of a kind, like you said. He stands alone. In it's terms really of like athletic stuff, his stuff like he had a really he had an interesting run in early WCW. He then went to ECW, had a really great run in ECW as a a very athletic bout machine, and then he gets the WWE, and just like 
every other professional wrestler that we have all the biggest hopes for ricochet uh adam yeah. cole alistair black alistair black everybody but aj styles everybody uh, ftr you get to wwe you get to the main roster and then vince forgets about you so we are going to kind of see the evolution of his, his career throughout this episode uh so let's get to mike's match Pass me my my uh, my Afrin. God. Can you pass me my nasal spray, bro? I have been addicted to Afrin my entire life, so go suck a dick. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> my entire family. Aunt Karen, just, addicted. You know, Howard like, Varnum, addicted. Barbara Varnum, addicted. Just like alcohol, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. If you just take a couple weeks off of Afrin, you'll be like a whole new wave in a month. Can I just say? You guys have your, your alcoholics in your family. You got your depression in your family. We're uh, nasaholics. <laughs> Af- Afaholics. Aaron, Aaron's got like a little run down his nose. I'm waiting for blood to come out. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like a coke addict. <laughs> oh, man. Talk about your alcohol. You talk right about your weed. <laughs> well, Afro 316 says. <laughs> I just cleared your nose. All right, for the first match of the evening, we're going all the way back to early WCW. Mike, you have got one of the biggest boys in the world. Old six foot seven, Barry Windham. Gets two cold Scorpio. Tell me about it, Mike. All right, so this, I believe, is our first two cold Scorpio match and yes, week. Yeah, 96 episodes, too close to Scorpio, just like WWE has been buried on this podcast. Yeah, I know. We've had an infinite number of Mick Foley and Terry Funk matches. Yeah. Too cold Scorpio finally gets his day in the sun. So you, you think about it and you think about my who I'm representing on this podcast week after week. I have shat on and I have failed you guys and the wrestling audience that listens to our podcast by not putting a two cold Scorpio match in here. And we have talked about him before because he tried to bum a cigarette off of us. I was, I was just <laughs> waiting for you yes. to bring it up. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for you to bring oh, yeah. it up. I think that's the only time he's ever been mentioned on this podcast. Yeah, he, he tried to bum a cigarette off of me and Cookie and Colbert. And we didn't have one, so he's like, fuck y'all. It <laughs> <laughs> runs off. You're like, was that too cold score? Yes. I think it was. He, he got buried in WWE because he tried to bum a cigarette off Vince. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, so we we definitely there is in our wrestling universe, Two Cold Scorpio is a real thing. That Cookie, was very late into the evening. Uh, too. Do you remember uh, your your first uh, interactions with Two Cold Scorpio? How did you Dude, feel about gonna, him? I was gonna bring this up during my segment because I remember like briefly. I remember like parts of it because we know what Tober and I were doing. Right, but like <laughs> he was right beside me, and I just remember him nudging me and being like. Oh, you know, the, them boys don't know what they're talking about or something like that. I don't know what the hell he was talking about, but I just kind of played along because I was like, I don't want to get super kicked. So I was just like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, they don't know. They don't know. I'm pretty sure the N-word was thrown in there. I'm not going to say it, but, you know, I'm sure it was thrown <laughs> in there. He said it to you? I'm pretty sure he did. Like, I, I, But, like, you know, it was it was a cool thing. It wasn't a, a bad thing or anything a like that. A too cold thing. 
It was too cold. Yeah, we were both too cold. We did. We dapped each other up and everything. I was like, hell yeah. So the, for the future reference, if we ever see too cold Scorpio, like we go to a wrestling convention with him there, yeah. we are going by the handy Hugo and picking up a pack of cigarettes before we get there. <laughs> All right, guys, we got to start carrying around a pack anytime we go to a wrestling convention once COVID's over. Yeah, because it's not only two called Scorpio that is a smoker. That's, that's what I used to do to meet girls when I was younger at concerts, even though I didn't smoke. Oh, you need like, one? Yeah, I got one. Yeah, I got one. I got one. I got to open it. Hold on. <laughs> like fumble it. Get the one I out first. Got to smack it. I can't get it. Uh, sir, you're lighting the uh, the filter in. <laughs> hey, I don't know how to do these things. <laughs> All right. Anyway, two cold Scorpio versus Barry Windham. Yes. Class of Clash of Champions. Twenty three, June nineteen ninety three, Norfolk, Virginia. Norfolk, Norfolk. Norfolk, 1993. I said that right. Yeah. So this is kind of the late days of Crockett, right? No, they, well, this is the early years of WCW. So WCW okay. transitioned in about 89. All right. So, but the idea of Clash of Champions was kind of what All In was, where it's like this mix of promotions coming together because it originally was Crockett, NWA, WCW, right? So it, this has kind of been carrying through this time frame then. Clash also was a way. It was almost like a free pay-per-view on cable television. Yeah. They would show it on cable to kind of push. On the Superstation. Right. They would push. They would have big matchups. So on Saturday nights, you would have your smaller level matchups. Every once in a while, you'd get a classic matchup on WCW Saturday night. Um, They would use Clash of Champions to set up their big pay-per-views and kind of give people like a look like this is a 20 minute match. Like they would give time to these matches, almost like a takeover. It was kind of like a a takeover of the day. Anyway, baller card. Um, We'll get to that. But normally I'm, I'm a fan of like real names, right? So the big, the big thing in WWE is like Vince always cut your last name for some reason. Right. But you got like (laughs) Barry Windham, Good name. Rick Flair, Bret Hart, Dax Harwood, right? These are badass names. These are badass motherfuckers. Let me tell you, Two Cold Scorpio is a fire name. You think so? I love that name. Okay, yes. why? I have no idea why. It just sounds badass. It's three words together. It sounds like an early 90s, like, hardcore hip-hop group that, like, you're like, that Or you think bad. he's going to be, like, if you didn't know who he was, you, you hear the name and he's about to come out, you think it's going to be, like, a um, like a Lucha Libre type, you know, yeah. character. It's a good name. I, I really like it. And like, put the names together, man. Two Cold Scorpio goes over on an initial read over Barry Windham, I think. What about Flash Funk, his WWF name? No, not great. Okay. All right. Um, hey, Cookie, when you play disc golf, do you <laughs> normally get pars or do you get bogeys or birdies? What do you, how do you play normally? Uh, I'm, in the, I'm in between par and bogey, but mostly par bogey. pars if it's okay. par three. All right. Well, Two Cold Scorpio comes out here dancing like Cookie would if you got a par. <laughs> this motherfucker is and excited. He and the Godfather. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say, Cook? And the Godfather. Oh, the God, yeah, that, that disc golf video of the Godfather. It's not just me. Godfather does it as well. Got, got over cool. on the wrestling podcast group chat this week. Anyway, Barry Windham comes out. And I know Barry, I know a little bit about Barry Windham. I know about his history with the horseman. At this point, he is the lone wolf Barry Windham. I don't know, man. He just like again, there's no lead up to this for me. I'm watching this cold. To me, he looks like a poor man's Kevin Nash. I, I can see that. But he he's big. He's big. 
But he's not like svelte. He's just like big. But he, he's got all this history at this point in 1993. And I think that his his work and his work rate outshines his lack of charisma. Correct. Yeah, no, he's better than Kevin in that regard. 100%. Like, I, I think he's an actual really good wrestler. Yeah. Um, anyway, Clash of Champions 23. This card is chef's kiss. Okay. Did you, I mean, you caught what was later on in the day, right? I so, don't remember. No. So this is for the NWA championship. But later on, we have a tag cha- tag team championship match with Flair versus and Arn versus the Hollywood Blondes, which apparently tore the house down. Okay. Um, Maybe we'll watch that in a different month. Yeah, but like I, I like I was reading some shit online about like the reviews of this whole thing, and yeah. like that apparently was it, like the match. But then there was a six man with Rude, Vader, and Vicious. Jesus Christ! With obviously Colonel Parker and Harley Race. Okay. Against Dustin Rhodes, the British Bulldog, and Sting. Jesus Christ, dude! I, I, I listened to that. I was like, fuck this match. Let me watch these. <laughs> <laughs> Understandable. Um, anyway, we got Jesse Ventura and Tony Schiavone on commentary. Ventura does a great job. I mean, he's healing it up, right? I mean, he is the heel commentator. Um, he's, you know, talking about how at least there's no army guys or jarheads because they're no fucking, just a bunch of Navy guys. So he's trying to get heat there, which is hilarious because obviously the people in the arena can't hear him. So it's just the people at home. Right. That are, he's trying to like, He's also a Navy SEAL. No, he's not. Jesse Ventura was a Navy SEAL. Bullshit. 100% was a Navy SEAL. Prove me wrong, Mike. No, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily proving you wrong. I'm just curious. I'm, Mike's I'm, looking at, we got to fill time while Mike is. Uh, <laughs> well, the problem is I'm going to Google Jesse Ventura, Navy SEAL, and the whole Chris Kyle thing is going to come up. I don't know what, what happened there. He, he sued Chris, King Chris Kyle's book. He said that he got in a bar fight and punched Jesse Ventura in the face. Jesse Ventura said that wasn't true. Jesse Ventura sued him, and Jesse Ventura won. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But he was a Navy SEAL. All right. Well, we'll, we'll you come back. He wasn't Sergeant Slaughter, like that type of thing. Are you seeing it yet? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess he was in the Navy. So anyway, he's healing it up. <laughs> We're in Norfolk. He's making fun <laughs> so of. So is Mike. Mike's healing it up. <laughs> We're making. He's making fun of the name. It's the Scope Arena or some shit like yeah. that. And he's mouthwash. Like, yeah, he's, he's like, of course, it's named after mouth mouthwash because we're here in Virginia. Mouthwash, Tony. Uh, <laughs> I love Jesse Ventura on commentary, man. This is something about it. Yeah, he's great. like guys try to be a heel commentator. Like King's good, obviously, but Ventura, man, it's just one in, in his own crazy fucking mind. He's great. Follow the money trail. <laughs> uh, you know, so this match starts. The, the, the idea is, you know, Barry Windham's this big-ass motherfucker. He's the current champion. He's obviously going to have a different style than Two Cold Scorpio, who just came back from Japan. And um, so Two Cold's obviously this high flyer. It's a really slow start. So both guys are trying to feel it out. So interesting note. Uh, so Two Cold Scorpio was a professional wrestler in the, in the mid-'80s. He started off. Uh, he, he did not quite have his style down until Vader said, hey, man, you should come to Japan and learn at the NJPW Dojo. So technically, uh, Too Cold Scorpio was an NJPW uh, Dojo trainee. Like he, he trained there, and that's kind of how he developed the style that you see in this match. Okay. So, yeah, it starts slow. They're both trying to figure each other out, which I kind of like. Like, I don't mind a slow start. Um, and, you know, tiny little backs and forth, whatever. Eventually, Wyndham gets up on the top rope and hits a flying clothesline. Yeah. Not as devastating as Butch Reed, but 
still, I mean, it's a six foot seven man just yeah. coming at you. Um, but I mean, this whole match and you know, the first three quarters of it is all Barry Windham. Um, you know, he's just kind of beating this guy down and he's playing up the heel. He's healing it up a little bit. You know what I mean? And he's going for like the pin attempts. He's getting two counts, but he's not really doing a full cover. He's kind of just being that heelish figure and the crowd's like, okay with it. Cause it's Barry Windham. Right. But eventually later than I was hoping too cold gets a little offense. Um, he reverses <clears throat> one of Wyndham's moves and kind of like throws him down on the ground and then hits a huge splash off the top rope. Crowd goes wild after that. Um, too cold does tries a couple roll-ups, but for the most part, again, he just doesn't have enough, but he's playing that, like that baby face that, that, you know, underdog baby face. He's, he's always kicking out. Uh, Barry Wyndham at one point has a DDT on him. Everybody thinks it's over at that point. Too cold kicks out. So it's, it's kind of this constant little thing. Um, and eventually, so he reverses it. He hits that superplex, um, or he reverses the superplex and hits that big old flying, whatever it is, um, gets some good offense, super kicks him, hits this awesome flying drop kick off the top rope. So you can tell this guy knows what he's doing. He's got some offense, but he's just not enough. It's just not enough for Barry Windham or to take down Barry Windham is it's giving you hope, but you, in the back of your mind, you're like, it's not going to be enough. And at one point too cold, um, goes for this like springboard, something and Barry just clocks him with a right haymaker. It looked great. Looked awesome. Too cold dead. And Barry hits final DDT finally wraps or covers, grabs the leg, covers the shoulder. And I like it because it's a one, two, three. And at the, right after the third, too cold gets his shoulder up. So he kind of gets over a little bit there too. Like he almost had it, you know, at that point, I think he'd been pinned probably six or seven times for a two count. It reminded me a lot of the very first Cody Darby match Mm -hmm. that really kind of built Darby Allen up. Cause like nobody really knew who he was. And you know, you're like, who the fuck's this guy? This is Cody Rhodes, all this sort of stuff. And then he ends up going, you know, the distance against Cody. And that match was very much the same sort of story. Three quarters of the way, Cody is dominating Darby. Darby gets a flurry. And in the last quarter, you start to see this hope build up. And I think that two cold Scorpio established not six foot seven. Obviously. Yeah. Not as he's he's not small. No, he's not six foot tall, but he, he is a guy that, that comes in here. People have not seen a lot of them on American soil yet. And he starts getting an offense against an established guy that's six foot seven in Barry Windham. And then you start to see, okay, this guy's career can have some, some potential. Yeah. And so again, I don't really know what the lead up was to all of it, but um, it definitely gives you hope for him in the future. I mean, cause Barry Windham's the, the fucking champ and he's this big ass dude. And he's, he was a horseman. Like he, he should have won. Everybody knew he was going to win, but for too cold to kind of take everything he had for a while there, get some good offense in, um, you know, eventually does lose. But I really do like, I like, they did it with the Wardlow thing on AEW. Right. Forget who he lost to, but he got his shoulder up right after the pin count. So it kind of like puts it like, oh, he almost had it. But I also liked, because remember last week I was talking like, they need some more of these just like KO knockout things. Yeah. That is one. And, and yeah, so this almost was exactly that. Um, it was, you know, he's, he's doing everything. He's getting his offense. He's going for this killer move. Like he had, at this point, I think he got two, two counts on Barry and he goes for this move and Barry just gets him clean, 
lands it. Um, and, and, you know, Barry Windham wins, but I think, I think both guys did what they were supposed to do and got, got themselves over. I like the style of two cold Scorpio that kind of comes out in this where two cold Scorpio can be a mat based grounded wrestler if he wants to, but he, he's not like Ricochet where his entire offense is built around flashy moves, right? Yeah. Too cold can be a power wrestler. He could be a grounded wrestler who has these big moves to pull out of the, his back pocket, you know, like it, it can be a little bit of both. So I think that as a child, knowing that like this guy was a good wrestler, but also a flashy, flashy wrestler. It, it, it made an impact on me as a child. Yeah. Good. That, that's your final uh, yeah, thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it, it was, it was a good match. I was a little annoyed because it's our, our first taste of too cold and he, and he goes on, under and, and, yeah, and he loses yeah well you get used to it he's gonna lose in the next match too uh <laughs> <laughs> he only wins one match this week and i i did realize that after i picked the matches i'm like well i'm just showing this guy lose well you're you're just showing everything that cookie was talking about last week yeah bad representation and it's and it's because of me and it's my fault and i admit it you're pasty white ass uh mike is it dead yet it's not dead yet we we got a you know how like you get stuck in the mud and you're just spinning and spinning and spinning. Eventually, you get a little traction. We're up to three hundred seven. Tolbert's okay. up to one forty seven. Okay. Follow us on social media at number two dollars stake underscore Twitter and Instagram. Interact with us. We had a DM this week on Twitter. A DM. A wrestling podcast DM'd us. Said, "Hey man, we I like what you're doing." He said, "I finally got around to listening to your show. <laughs> which, finally got around to listening." I would like to know, like. Is he just following us on Twitter and he finally enjoyed it? Um, or, you know, what? I don't know the, the context for why he finally got around. We can find out when we're on his, te- when we're on his he, podcast. He did, he did invite us onto his podcast. I will say um, it, it's, where are we at? What, what do you look at? I'm trying looking- to find this. I was going to hype him up. I mean, he had a okay, DM that we got. We got a couple other in here. Um, They're it, from Sexbots. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. Uh, hardest part of the ring at Apron Bump. So yep. follow him. If he's listening, hit us back up. <laughs> we know this is terrible, and maybe you can make this better. You can, you can make it. You can push us to the next level. <laughs> we tried to, to hitch our ride on, on everything's a bonk. <laughs> you're you're going to be our, our ride to the top. We're like too cold, man. We just kind of get there, and then we just get And we get pinned. We need that Rocky. We're going to kick out at three, though, right, right after three. Anyway, I do have some hits and shits this week, boys. Oh, my Ooh. God. I've completely wow. forgot about this segment. Oh, you forgot that this Finally. was a thing, too? Yeah, I've had a lot. You know, I'm, I'm also trying to find my way in this, you know, gimmick um, fest that is professional wrestling yeah. podcast world. Uh, hits this week. Hudson had his first steps. Shout out my youngest son, Hudson. Ten months old. Rocking it out. Really? Yeah. Did you get it on tape? I did. Okay. So that's pretty funny. He was cool. probably trying to eat something. Was it food driven? <laughs> yeah, so honestly, monster. So, so, so Elliot does not eat anything, and Hudson eats everything. Yeah. Uh, we thought we would have to entice him with food. In, in fact, this kid likes cell phones. So what I had to do is turn the cell phone around so he can see himself in the video, and he was like, oh, I want that. And he walked about six feet, five feet, something like that. Look at that. Yeah. Hudson, awesome. this is a podcast of first this week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we covered Elliot's first steps, too. We did, yeah. Elliot's 96 episodes. You get both my kids walking. It's pretty fucking wild. That's pretty wild. Some range right there. Yeah. 
All right, you guys, depth. you guys ready for some shits? Yes. All right, first on the shit list, Aaron Varnum, because Jesse Ventura was part of the Navy underwater demolition team, not Navy SEAL. I watched a, a Jesse Ventura documentary. Did you look it up? Did I'm you on his it? fucking Wikipedia. What? That doesn't. That that is not peer reviewed. I mean, it's pretty <laughs> fucking close. Right. Aaron, are you about to look it up right now? Ventura was a member of the U.S. Navy underwater demolition team during the Vietnam War. After leaving the military, he embarked on a professional wrestling career. Navy SEAL. joined the underwater demolition team after graduating from basic underwater demolition SEAL school. So he was not he graduated from the school. That's a technicality. It was a forerunner and a Navy SEAL program that exists today. So not technically a Navy SEAL but not technically not a Navy SEAL. But either way, Aaron <laughs> was wrong again. Wait, I, I don't understand. Like, hey, hey, just logic is wrong doesn't mean I, I like to admit that when I'm wrong, but I, I got kayfabed by Jesse Ventura. <laughs> All right. Second on the shit list. We talked about a little bit earlier. This fucking weather sucks. It sucks. Dude. Oh, my God. I grew up in Northeast Ohio, king of cloudy gray overcast skies and rain and the last two weeks has put me in such a like depressive mood mm-hmm. because it's like an abusive relationship yeah. i left i lived there for 24 fucking years yeah. did you try the opiates i no no <laughs> luckily i left before <laughs> no, the opiates became a thing <laughs> in youngstown apparently they're pretty bad here too but it's so much it's nicer down here and this weather has been fucking garbage it's i was on a, i was on a hot streak i was golfing once or twice a week yeah. for like months and then i haven't fucking golfed in almost a month uh, you gotta well, put your i'm starting to get angry again this wcw lamp is almost like a uv therapy like yeah are you I'm, feeling better i'm feeling uplifted i feel my vitamin b levels increasing is that why you've in been my staring body. at it this whole time it's, it's no it's, he's doing that because he's hot right my line of sight it's so bright but yeah no so know. like the whole gimmick was I was always angry and then I started golfing regularly mm-hmm. and now this fucking weather is here and I can't fucking golf and I'm getting angry again. Okay. So that's really pissing me off. Well, uh, Mike, w- we hope that you will get some sun in the next week. Yeah. I don't think so. It's going to be tough. Can sit I, closer to the light. Do, do I, can I have an honorable mention shit list? Yes. Who's that bitch from the Mandalorian that, that's talking <laughs> all that, Jesus all that dumb Gina shit? Carano? Gina Carano. Gina. Yeah, yeah. Apparently she's fucking wackadoo. And uh, she got fired. I thought she was so she's a hot. Fucking racist. Like twenty years ago, like I was like, when she started fighting in MMA, I'm like, ooh, this chick. Apparently, she, she got on the Jewish space laser train, and she's just fucking wackadoo. Yeah, crazy she's a little dude. crazy now. Anyway, honorable mention. Not as bad as this weather, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Drink your mimosa. All right, Cookie, uh, you get to see the the second portion of Two Cold Scorpio's career. You get to see Two Cold Scorpio in ECW. You got him against Eddie Guerrero. Dude, this is awesome, man. Uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus Eddie Guerrero. And I didn't really watch a lot of their ECW matches, um, but this was this was something special. Uh, this is the early 90s ECW, uh, before the entire show was dedicated to blood, sex, and debauchery. <laughs> 
they they included some great technical wrestlers like Eddie and Too Cold, Benoit, Malenko, Psychosis, all these guys to break the monotony of all the blood, sex, and debauchery, of course. So Kiki, I, I believe that uh, Joey Styles mentions throughout the match that this is Eddie Guerrero's debut in ECW. Yes, yes, it is. And what a fucking debut it is because he is he's over. Is he not Aaron? Oh yeah, it's those pants. Dude, uh, <laughs> uh, we got Eddie who looks like the human embodiment of the American flag. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. he has the jacket, he's got the pants, he's got the bandana. Dude, he's got the boots and everything. He He's on one. I don't know why. Maybe he, he just thought it would, you know, make him look good. He'd get over more with the American flag gimmick. So that actually, Cookie, is a part of his gimmick that he had in, in AAA. When he was, when he was wrestling really? in Mexico and he tagged up with Art Barr. They had that that uniform, and it was kind of like a way to get heat with the span uh, the Spanish language audience. They are seeing these guys throwing this American yeah. flag around. So I guess that he did not get a new pair of trunks for this matchup in ECW. All he had to do was just switch the flag to the Mexican flag, and he yeah, would have gotten it. Would have it would have immediately gotten him heat. <laughs> and, you know, and then Two Cole's rocking the super '90s multicolored windbreaker. So, like, I had a jacket that was similar to that back in the day, but it had, like, Dallas Cowboys all over it because my dad's a huge <laughs> Cowboys fan. Dude, I just remember those jackets being hot as fuck. Do you guys remember those jackets? Yeah, I do. I definitely remember that. I'm sure uh, Big Mike had a Steelers version of that jacket. I did have a Steelers jacket. I tore it sled riding in Sharon, Pennsylvania. Hmm. Sad. Hmm. Rest in Good. peace. Did you have one? I had the starter jacket. The, yeah, you remember the pool starter, starter jacket? Yeah. yeah, I had that. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's that 90s style of like, hey, we just discovered synthetic uh, fabric and we're going to make an entire jacket out of it. It's breathable. It, it was breathable. not breathable. <laughs> oh my God. It was Sweat. not breathable. It was a perfect like snow jacket because like, you would start sweating. It, oh, it was so yes. bad. Um, anyway, did y'all see that first shoulder tackle? Like this is yes. this is the first thing that really happens. That shoulder tackle, Scorpio light turned into Devin Bush. Ha, there you go, Mike. Devin Bush reference. He was trying to clean someone's block off because he like turns into the shoulder, the shoulder tackle. And like, I thought he was going to take Eddie off of his feet, but you know, Eddie's a big boy too. So he stood up with him. Uh, And this is like early, very premature light cheat still Eddie, but you can still see the charisma. The people are behind him. He's doing hill stuff. uh, The eye rakes and all that stuff, man. And like both of these guys, I just knew this was going to be a great match before going into it just off of the the initial heat between the two yeah before the match even started and this is also over i'm sorry the uh t is it the tv title yes the ECW ECW TV television title. title yep what a match number one. Oh wait wait cookies top four number one eddie guerrero would have been invited to the cookout period <laughs> Now, I'm sure most of y'all overlooked this, but not me. So this match didn't pick up until Scorpio pushed Eddie, and then Eddie kipped up, right? They did some chain wrestling, but when Scorpio got the upper hand on Eddie, this time he extends his hand out to Eddie, and Eddie does the sole handshake. He daps him up. And, of course, he does the clothesline afterwards, but he daps him up. Did you did you see that, Aaron? I, I did. I, maybe I, it didn't make as much as an impact on me, uh, but now that I think about it, I am I am very sad that I did not notice that. 
Oh yeah, Eddie. Eddie could have brought whatever he wanted to the cookout. I'm sure he would have brought something great, something tasty. You know what I mean? But like to see him dap another black guy up, uh, dap a black guy up. I was like, hell yeah, that's what's up, Eddie. <laughs> Number two. All right, let's go ahead and say it. Both of these guys are not cruiserweights. Like they're low key pretty hefty boys. Yes. Like they they yeah they fill out like they I mean they're not six foot tall. I don't think either of them are six foot tall. But they're stocky as hell. But to see Eddie jump from the top rope and sail across into the fans onto the concrete floor, floor, like I would have paid for front row seats to see that. It was phenomenal. I feel that we definitely missed out growing up in the time that we did and the area that we did. I think we would have been, Tolbert especially, Tolbert would have been the guy wearing the straw hat and the Hawaiian <laughs> shirt front row at every single ECW show, taking acid before the show and being like, I just saw Eddie Guerrero fly. Literally. Most definitely. If we grew up in Philly area, like for sure. I think I would be that guy. I would look like our truth back in the day where he had like the high top fade with the blonde streak going through the middle of it with the <laughs> with the overalls. Like, I think that would have been me. I would have been like a Fresh Prince type of guy. Cookie I, listening I, 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 to exclusively Belle Biv DeVoe and New Jack Swing. You're wearing a Beavis oh, yeah. and Butthead shirt. <laughs> I'm wearing, I'm wearing, I really like Beavis and Butthead or, or my bootleg Bart t-shirt. Yeah. I don't know, though. I think Tober might be the only one that would fit in with that ECW crowd. Well, I, I don't Mike. know. I think Mike would just be uncomfortable the whole time. Uh, no, dude, <laughs> I, you do. You weren't there at the SmackDown. I get fucking into live events. I I saw you at the bowling alley. You also got into the bowling alley. Yeah, I get into that shit, man. Okay. Kayfabe for days. Once we're once we're in the <laughs> once arena. Once you walk through those barriers, you are kayfabe. Got to be. I would. I would have loved. Oh, it. I would have Who would have been handing them weapons? I feel like that might have been Aaron. Aaron might have been like giving up his chair to Eddie Guerrero yeah. to hit. Uh, yeah, I definitely would. Yes, <laughs> I would have been the guy that brought the the frying pan to the match that you see throughout Jesus the Christ. match. He keeps trying to offer a frying pan to two cold Scorpio to use as a weapon on Eddie Guerrero. <laughs> it's not even just a frying pan. It's the uh, what is it? The cast iron. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like cast Can you at least uh, you know like season it afterwards? <laughs> Then we'd all go to Denny's afterwards. Yeah. God. <laughs> Doesn't matter what time the match ends, we're going to Denny's. Not even Denny's. We'd go to Shoney's. <laughs> Shoney's. Oh, God. That is disgusting. I don't think I don't think there's Shoney's in PA. Was Shoney's uh, just regional? Yeah. Really? It, it would definitely have been a Denny's or a Wawa. We had a Shoney's here we, in we, Wilmington. We would have fucked with some Wawa. I, I went to Shoney's a lot as a child. What's a Shoney's? Can you explain that to someone? It, it's a uh, Denny's. Like, it, it's, it's a Southern Denny's. <laughs> it's like a Waffle House. Yeah, I mean, like, it was breakfast all day. They had a buffet. They actually had a breakfast, breakfast buff buffet. That was Shoney's. fucking killer. I remember as a child. Don't make me hungry. I might go to Waffle House. <laughs> it was a fake, uh, a big tub of fra- fake uh, scrambled eggs. And I remember just getting a scoop of it once. And it. I got too much and it just rolled down the buffet as a child. <laughs> and I just watched the eggs just kind of like snowball down the, the, the side of the buffet. I got in trouble for that. Damn. Number three. <laughs> oh, man. I've seen a lot of moonsaults in my day, but Scorpio's is unlike any that I've seen. First off, he hits one that was just beautiful. Like, you know how, like, Terry Funk, Bam Bam, like, some of those guys, they'll do it a little off yes. where it doesn't look as clean. Yeah. His is 
fucking clean. And he also gets up like fucking 10 feet in the air, whatever the hell it is. Um, but like this dude's so athletic and just so underrated. I didn't realize how great of an athlete he was. He hits like a running senton leg drop. Haven't seen that before. In Mike's match, he does like a it wasn't even like a springboard. He does like a looks like a 450 splash, like from the outside to the inside. Yeah. Like this this dude's unreal. But the real reason for number three goes to this move that Joey Styles calls the tumbleweed. Dude, I was completely blown away by that. Like, it was like a sh- it was a showstopper of a move. It's like a corkscrew leg drop. I mean, he kind of botches it because I'm sure he wasn't supposed to land on Eddie's head. <laughs> it probably knocked Eddie out, but like, it was a phenomenal move to see. And once again, effortless, effortlessly. He does it. And it's just one of those moves that made me stop and just go, ooh, like, oh my God. Like that should have like been the match. Changes direction midair in that in that move. Yes. Yes. And everyone stood up and was just like, holy fucking shit. Because they just saw something that they have never seen before. I don't even see stuff like that to this day. I know. Not even you know? not even Ricochet. No, not even Ricochet. And that motherfucker did like a a 450 splash over the top rope and landed on his feet, which is still phenomenal in in its own right. But I digress. He did not go for the pin. Why too cold? Why? Why did you not go for the pin? Could have been the match. One, two, three. Match is over. Eddie's knocked out. Doesn't even matter. But unfortunately, you know, his uh, his own hubris gets ahead of him and he uh, he lifts him up. (laughs) Hubris? Hubris? Isn't that a, a, a mid-2000s rock band? Probably. How do you... Hubris stank? Oh, who stank? Oh, that was bad. That was a bad joke. That, that was very that was bad. Terrible. That was a stretch, Aaron. That was a mic joke. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> so was now that? there's going to be two reasons for crickets on this episode. One for Mike's joke and one for your joke. Great. <laughs> all right. So and I'm going to go to my... professional wrestling podcast. That. We're not a comedy podcast. All right. <laughs> Well, I try to bring the comedy, okay? <laughs> anyway, honorable mentions. Eddie hits a Frankensteiner, Hurricanrana, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and then goes back, but this time he pulls off a moonsault from the top rope and lands on his feet. No purpose, no reason to this. He just fucking does a backflip off the top rope. So, like, both of these guys, uh, what is this, 92, 93? Nah, sure. I, I think maybe 94. 94 dude these they're in the prime they're probably not even in their prime this is the early stages of their career and they just look they are just tearing the fucking house down just doing shit they're doing athletic shit they don't even have to do like i'm sure this was like the first second match on the card these guys look phenomenal just doing this like crazy shit um and they're fucking trendsetters let's be honest here they're trendsetters guys um but eddie was put over in the first half of the match dude he hits a brain buster hits his frog splash to no avail, of course, but he hits it. Looks great. Um, but the thing that popped me was the fuck Sabu chant. <laughs> Did you? Know I don't that? know why they say it throughout. <laughs> like multiple times, there's a fuck Sabu chant. Maybe it's because like these guys are better flyers in the ECW crowd. I, I don't know. Sabu's been known as an asshole, so maybe. True. Maybe they're anti-pot smokers. Maybe not though. This is still out there. Tolbert's in that audience. ECW man. <laughs> That's true. I don't know why they would say fuck Sabu then, because Sabu's he's great in his own right. 
That's why they get yeah. so angry. They're all coming down like mid, <laughs> midway through the show. <laughs> they just give them all like fucking acid or whatever the fuck it is. Molly, I don't know. I don't anyway. think they had Did they have Molly back then? Molly's just. That's recent, right? It being, I don't know. I, I am not the drug connoisseur here. They definitely had it in 94. Okay. Tober did it in 93. Dude, I was five <laughs> years. No, I was like 93. I was like eight years old, seven years old. That's why he was held back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Here's one more thing. Here's something that I need to be smartened up about, Aaron. Hopefully you can do this. Jesus. Scorpio. He was what? not. He, he was not a Navy SEAL. <laughs> you tried that joke and it didn't work. It wasn't a joke. I literally thought he was a Navy SEAL. It's not a Navy SEAL. Anyway, Scorpio does like a suplex and like Eddie tucks his knees underneath, if that makes sense. Like he like brings his knees underneath. Are you supposed to do that? Because that shit like it hurts. You know, I, I, just, I don't, I don't know. know. I, I don't know at all. Yeah. I, I noticed it and I, I did not know what was going on there. Oh, okay, because it looked that looked like it would fuck your knee up. I'm my knees hurt just from thinking about it, but I don't know. Anyway, let's go to the very last one. Number four. So the last move that I talked about was that corkscrew tumbleweed move, wherever the fuck it was called, right? I knew this match was going downhill after that move because how do you top that? And the answer is you can't. What I will say, Scorpio super kick is way fucking better than the young bucks. Yes. Period. Fuck the Young Bucks. Uh, I think everyone agrees with that, right? No one yes. likes the Young yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Okay, cool. Everyone. Okay. And everyone. although we differ on our opinions on Jungle Boy, but him too. Listen, all right, we're not going to get the Twink Month. Twink Month is next month, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Cookie picks Twink Month next month on $2 stick. Unfortunately, this match... You know, the match ends with a, a roll-up by Eddie. He gets to one, two, three. He wins the ECW TV title. Uh, like Aaron said, this is on his debut. You know, and this is fitting because it could lead to a rematch because of what happened, what transpired. Like, obviously, Too Cold could have won. So, um, but the coolest thing at the very end is that they they actually shake hands. It's not a soul shake, unfortunately, so I didn't <laughs> pop for it. But they shook hands. They tore the house down. Uh, dude, Scorpio's the fun- Scorpio's the man, in my opinion. Uh, he's like, he he is like you said, he's fast and he's slow. He can do the high risk stuff. He can do the ground and pound. He can do the working holds. I mean, he sold he sold all of Eddie's stuff, made him look like a million bucks. He shined him up real nice, man. And this match gets five cookies, one thousand five cookies. Somebody get that man a cigarette. I'm gonna give him one next time. <laughs> A five-cookie matchup for the strong style. Let's talk about a man in a dress. <laughs> Let's do oh. it. Oh, Flash, you are so funky. Flash. Oh. All right, for Tolbert's matchup of the evening, the loose cannon, Brian Pillman against one Flash Funk. We, we talked about... Two Cold Scorpio's great run in WCW, his great run in ECW. Let's talk about how Vince shat on him. Yes, uh, and he is a Flash Funk in this uh, <laughs> in this matchup, which I guess was his later his character later on. Before you know, he just kind of 
Peter fell into oblivion. Yeah. He, uh, he did go back to two cold Scorpio when he was in the job squad, when they kind of realized that maybe flash funk wasn't getting over. Cool. All right. Well, <laughs> Thank <you. laughs> Thanks, Tolbert. he is up against Mr. Brian Pillman and, um, Pillman is pissed because I don't know what Vince did or what he did. Um, he's had to wear a dress for weeks in a row. That's good. Raw shit, after all, after all, you, you, you can hear the in excitement in Vince's voice as he's commentating this match. <laughs> you know, he's, he's tickled with it. There's a man in the dress. <laughs> what a dress. And to get out of this dress, all Pillman has to do is win a match on Monday night raw. So, he thinks he's going to win this one, man. It's, it's against Flash Funk. Uh, they're both big boys. And he goes out. He comes out strong. This is the best I've seen Brian Pillman look. Yeah, I was going to make that uh, uh, comment there about how good this match is when I pulled it up. See, the, the whole clip is only five minutes. I was like, all right, well, what's about to happen here? It's a very short match. There's not much wrestling. But the wrestling that does go down between these two guys is pretty damn good. Uh, we see Pillman just go, come right out of the gate, firing at him with huge clotheslines, dude. And, uh, and, and Flash is selling like hard. They're wrestling stiff. They're working stiff. And then out of nowhere, Flash Funk pulls these you know corkscrews off the second rope. He's power slamming and doing these power wrestling moves like we were talking about, looking like a million bucks because of his size. And he starts hitting these backflip splashes off the top rope, man. It, it, it's awesome. I do have to mention how Pillman does utilize the dress at one point and he bounce <laughs> flash and pulls it over his head and, and punches him and uh yeah, why not chef's kiss why not? Use phenomenal. The prop. Yeah. I know it's great so you know the, the short little altercation that took place between the two was I thought great for sure uh we do get a tease uh from last week's episode of raw how gold dust has been popping out and distracting him mm-hmm. during these matches yeah. and him and Marlena Marlena they're, they're both ringside and, and the week before he got counted out because gold dust distracts him with saying he needs a bra he's holding the bra up in the air <laughs> and, and sitting in the audience eating popcorn yeah uh half midway through the match as the momentum's going and things are getting good Brian uh gets the upper hand on flash because he, he goes for another backflip off the top rope Pillman gets the knees up leaves him stunned but as he's going to finish off this match, here comes Goldust and Marlene again. He's got his popcorn. He actually lays down on the ramp. He's lounging, <laughs> looking up, and he, and he points to the screen and says, hey, bud, got a surprise for you. And uh, what was the production company? Uh, Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams. Shattered Dreams production. And it shows Pillman <laughs> in the locker room trying to put on this dress and fumbling and tripping all around. And, uh, uh, I think nowadays you'd get arrested for that. Yeah, yeah. It was a little for, voyeuristic. For putting, a, for putting a, a camera up in a, uh, in a dressing room. In a dressing it was room. the black and white like security cam <laughs> yeah. footage too, like shitty, really creepy footage. And this distracts Pillman, of course. He's pissed. Tuchel rolls him up with a small package. One, two, three. He's got to wear that dress next week. Oh, man. So too cold, even though kind of a silly match, a, a gimmicky match. Puts on a great performance, you know, for the, you know, for what it was, you know, we just went out there and did his thing. He's like, I've got a job to do. Let's do it. But I think he brought the best out in Pillman. Like you I, said, I think so too, for sure. Um, yeah. I remember a little bit from back in the day. He was never my favorite because, you know, you didn't really see him that much. They didn't right. push him. 
And when, um, and, and, and when you did see him, it was for shorter matches. Yeah, but in hindsight, man, he was an amazing wrestler. Yeah. He had some moves. To be such a big guy and be able to flip like that, a move like that is pretty awesome. Pretty good shit. It's good shit. That's good shit. Now, give me your haiku, sir. All right. Gold's Pillman's color. It is. Yeah. He, he looked great in that, yeah. that dress. <laughs> and every week it was a gold, you know, colored dress because, mm. you know, the storyline with gold dust. Flash with the funk flips and flies. Dust mm. enjoys the show. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how Marlena looked in that gold dress? Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, she looks much kidding. better. Yeah very, yeah, very good dress. Yeah, very good dress. Very good dress. She does not skip leg day. I'll say that much. Cookie, who, who do we want to talk about next week? We can talk about truth. I mean, I'm going to give you guys options. We're talking about truth. We can talk about Mark Henry, or we could talk about jazz. Did if you, you want, want, yeah. I want a big e match. So we, we might we might not do a single person next week. We might do multiple people next week. We might do an R-Truth match, a big e match. Tober might get a Mark Henry match. I don't know. I love me some Mark Henry. Yes, Mark Henry coming out to that 3-6 Mafia every single time. Got me. He, honestly, he told me she get the truth match if you're going to do it that way. We'll, we'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll figure it out. Um, Aaron? Yes. I, I just want to say real quick, in in, uh, in Tobert's match, we get another former uh, armed veteran or veteran. You know, we get Sergeant Slaughter. Can we talk about that real quick? Oh, uh, yeah, stolen we Valor? Just, <laughs> we do have yeah, a little split screen. Yeah, where, where he's commentating. This is when Vince started using that split screen while the match was going on. Yeah. Know? Talking about a, another match coming up with uh, Owen Hart. Yeah. And, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, yeah, the Bulldog. And I don't know. They had to choose a partner, but it, he's he kind of stumbles over his words a little bit. I was a little disappointed in the, in the Sarge. He was, too th- he was too busy thinking about his past in Vietnam. Yeah. Multiple yeah. tours. Yeah, he, was having, he was having flashbacks. But yeah, Always, it, was, uh, it was good to see some uh, some uh, pre-attitude era matches this week all around. I, I I was very interested to see these matches this week, uh, Mike. Hopefully, it'll be a little bit sunnier next week. I don't think so. I think this weather's supposed to hold out for like another week. Oh, we might get another sh- hits and shits next week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. I mean, Saturday rain, this Sunday is... rain, Monday rain, Tuesday rain, Wednesday might be sunny, Thursday rain, Friday rain. Next week's episode brought to you by seasonal depression. Oh, that's, that's, it's a thing. Seasonal effect. Sad. Sad. 